America's Diesel Podcast. Brought to you by Diesel Power Products. America's Diesel Superstore. No salesmen, just enthusiasts. Dieselpowerproducts.com. Your number one source for all things diesel. Thank you for tuning in. This is Ben and Tyler and Mark from <laughs> America's Diesel Podcast coming at you from Spokane, Washington. Now, make sure and check us out on Google Play, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, anywhere that you listen to podcasts or shows. You can find us on there by searching America's Diesel Podcast. You can also find us on YouTube. That is the best place to watch this. If you actually want to watch Mark sweat his ass off. Actually, oh, this is hot as hell in here right now. Yeah, it's pretty hot. Yeah, you, you can watch us do that and probably make some obscene gestures and maybe Google at each other. Um, YouTube is the best place to do that. If you want to leave a comment about a certain part of the video or a certain video or like that, YouTube is also the best place to leave those comments. I do check them regularly. Uh, if you do want to find out how many errors we made in every episode, Jim Lawrence. Jim. Jim Lawrence, you buddy. Uh, I appreciate it. Our, our episode that aired where we officially called him out as our fact checker came out, and he's, his response was perfect. He's like, I don't know if uh, – if I'm happy know, about it, just, just Tim, just so you know, it's Jim. Jim. I know. Oh, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> I see where I you're going. I just, uh, I don't know. I'm sorry, Jim. I know it's your name, is Jim, but I'm gonna okay. keep calling you Tim and make you fact check yourself. <laughs> fact check wrong. My name is Jim. <laughs> He's gonna develop a Twitch. He's gonna be like Tyler. I'm literally your freaking fact checker, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, come on. Thanks, Tim. Yeah, thanks, Tim. <laughs> back to you. Back, yeah, back, back to, to the you, studio. <laughs> uh, that is the best place to leave comments and uh, suggestions or anything like that. If you do have questions regarding uh, anything truck-related because you want to make a purchase and you need to get that stuff going immediately, the best thing you do is to call in and speak to one of us, uh, 888-993-4373. You can talk to any of the sales guys. They'll get you taken care of. If you have a question that you want us to answer on the podcast, um, send it to Tyler. Uh, we stack them up over yeah. a month or two. We get a couple of good ones, and we answer them all in an episode. We do a Q and A episode. We have a series going on for that. Um, if you have, and I would say, questions that you want us to answer on the show, um, they don't necessarily have to be one hundred percent diesel related. We do talk a lot about non diesel stuff on this diesel podcast. So, I mean, I would say, if they're in the ballpark of anything you've heard us talk about, plus ten percent, I'll yeah. take it. You know what well, I mean? I mean, yeah. I'm open like book. Off road, like truck related at least where it's like even if it's like a mark gas mark you're not supposed to be you talking get your right off-road comments out of you're here not even supposed okay? to be talking right now dude yeah okay. now you're supposed to be talking i don't know <laughs> if you know this mark but <laughs> i like chicks okay all right what are you saying <laughs> i'm saying that granola does things to people okay oh my god all right before we do it before we talk about anything else we got to talk about reviews right yeah because we need more reviews preferably five star in fact that's the only type more of review. reviews baby more reviews baby Five star reviews are the only reviews we accept. Fact, Tim. <laughs> but if you leave a five star review on any of the platforms that Ben mentioned earlier, screenshot that bad boy, send it to Tyler at dieselpowerproducts.com. Make sure to include a picture of your truck and an address to send a super sick sticker to that looks just like Mark's shirt, me and Ben's cup, and our super sick background that this big sweaty fellow is blocking. Not that big. Big, <laughs> big old hairy winning American man. <laughs> I've been called baby face for like pretty much 80% of my life. Like this this little stuff yeah, going on. Yeah, you right got there. a baby face. I'll yeah, put yeah, it out there. there. Speaking of, yeah, speaking yeah. of this sweaty American, let's yeah. uh let's 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 uh introduce him. So if you are <laughs> listening, uh you probably heard a third voice come on there. Um this is Mark. He is one of our sales guys. He's been with us for coming up on a year now. Over a year. 
Over a year, really? Already? Wow. We missed your anniversary? I think so. I well actually Shit, I kinda, that's my bad, dude. I was surprised by it when I looked at one of my orders. Is it really a year? A customer called me and he was like, Hey, can you look at my order over a year ago? And my name was tagged on it. I'm like, Wow, oh god, I hope I didn't mess this up. I'm like, How do you like it and everything? He's like, Oh no, it's fine. I was oh. just wanted to add on to this. I was like, Oh, thank God. Because <laughs> I was like, it was like right as I was starting to touch the phone. Because I remember um, one of the other guys was like, showing me around the phone system. And I yeah. accidentally pressed accept calls and the phone <laughs> rang through. I was like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, what do I do? And he's like, answer it. <laughs> I was like, oh, all right. Hey, calm down. Just answer the phone. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Uh, that's my bad. Usually I keep track of people's anniversaries, especially their first one. Well, happy anniversary. Thanks for being here for a year. Dude, it's been awesome. <laughs> I hate myself even more now. Fact check that, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, th this is Mark. Uh, he's been with us for just over a year now. Um, if you've called in, there's actually a pretty good chance you talk to him. He takes a ton of phone calls. Um, if you've ever had someone – or if you've called in, and, and I imagine you haven't actually done that because if you're listening to the show, you're probably happy about everything. But if you've called in <laughs> and, and maybe that, like – Something went wrong with your order, and someone just gave you the biggest warm fuzzies, like a, like a, like one of those like Costco blankets coming out of the dryer when it's about like fifty degrees in your house, and it's just nice and fuzzy and warm, like and, cold and, you, and day. it embraces you, and you just don't want to leave. You feel comfy, you feel right. Yeah, that was Mark. Yeah, that was Mark. <laughs> that was Mark talking to you. I definitely Mark. feel like I take care of a couple of those here and there. You do. You are really good at that stuff. I have become old and uh, gray, and just. I got. I do the best I can to like like make people feel better. I just I'm, well, I'm too cut to the point, man. Yeah. I feel like you since so you have a kid and everything, and you've gotten yeah. to that point where it's like you know when they're first born, it's just like you want to do, and a lot of people still continue to do everything for their kids. Mm -hmm. But it's like to the point where it's like, Dad, my toe hurts, and it's like, okay. You'll grow another one. Yeah, what do you want me to do about it? And, like, hearing you dealing with some of the customers where you, you definitely have to put out some fires with some people who they've either done it themselves to cause the issue or, you know, something super small on that side of things. But you're, I hear from behind, and it's just like, no, I, I totally understand. It gets to that point where I can hear that tone in your voice where it's like, uh-oh. Uh <laughs> Sometimes I have to handle the bad things. But the good things severely outweigh the bad things. So before we get too much into it, because, I mean, we got sales sales manager, sales guy here, former sales guy. We could I'm talk good. about sales stuff yeah. forever. Um, <laughs> this week's podcast episode is brought to you by Fuel Bomb Diesel Additive, an additive designed for diesel enthusiasts, made by diesel enthusiasts. Ben, take it away. Hell yeah, dude. So this is our in-house fuel bomb fuel additive for your diesel truck. Uh, our biggest thing here is making sure that you can pretty much always have uh, diesel additive on you all the time. The You've got a lot of other additives out on the market that are, they have, you know, anti-gel in there all the time. They have c in there all the time. They end up being big and bulky bottles. Uh, our uh, standard everyday diesel fuel additive is one ounce per 32 gallons. And that's its main job is to make sure that your fuel system stays lubricated and prevents the formation of algae. And it should also help you in colder climates too. Should definitely help you in colder climates. It, along with cleaning your fuel system and maintaining it, it'll also help you bump that cetane number up for a more efficient burn of your diesel fuel. And if cetane is just what you're after, there's the Fuel Bomb Hellfire, which is our straight eight plus cetane enhancer. Yeah, and you guys asked and we brought them back. Uh, we did go away from the bottles that didn't have the measuring little parts in there. We brought them back for you. So now you can measure out your one ounce per 32 gallons for the F-bomb or four ounces per 32 gallons for the Hellfire. Both these additives are available on our website, dieselpowerproducts.com. Now let's get back to that episode. 
But let's get the uh, let's get the backstory on Mark real quick here, and we are going to talk about truck stuff. Don't worry, Mark is a diesel guy. <laughs> Hopefully, right? He's been here for a year, <laughs> over a year. So, uh, Mark, give us your you know as far back as you want to go, but give us your quick, quick or it can't doesn't have to be super quick, but. Tell us where Mark came from. First of all, how old are you, Mark? How old do you think I am? <laughs> like, fucking, like probably 23. Oh, I'm flattered, but now I'm 26, about oh. to be 27. All right. Still youngin'. All right. Yeah, you little boy. Okay. But um, <laughs> as far as bringing it back, um, I mean, as soon as I graduated high school, went into the Marine Corps in 2013, um, was super motivated about that. Um, served my time four years when you first start out you always think that you're going to be like a lifer or somewhere like i'm going to mm-hmm. do a couple years and by the end of the four years especially transitioning from um wartime marine corps <coughs> to peacetime marine corps it it's it's a whole different demon at that point and i mean when i first got in i saw like sergeants risking their careers for like pfcs so brand mm-hmm. new guys and when i got out you're seeing guys throw anyone under the bus to save their career which I mean, peacetime Marine Corps, it's a whole different ballgame as far as, like, commands trying to find any way to not get you to re-enlist um, just because of the drawdown and everything. They, they really focused on um, trying to find a reason. Oh, you're, you didn't have a perfect PFT. All right, uh, personal fitness test, by the way. You didn't have a per- perfect PFT, so, you know, you're out. And so it got to the point where um, there's something called your good cookie ribbon where it's basically you don't get an NJP, non-judicial punishment, within mm-hmm. three years of your time of service. I got that, and then a day later I got an NJP, which my first sergeant wanted to kill me for that. But, you know, I, I, I made the qualification, so I had that NJP and, you know, my good cookie ribbon, which I didn't deserve. What'd you do? <laughs> um, so <laughs> this was kind of a huge reason why I decided not to stay in. I had one of my juniors... After duty, um, which you're supposed to stay in for 24 hours with, like, a rest period in between, um, during his rest period, all his peers were cleaning and doing all this other stuff, so he wasn't able to get a lot of rest. He lived in North Carolina because I was stationed in Jacksonville, North Carolina, so he drove two hours to go home, and he got in a car wreck with a Army Humvee two hours away. And so, so he took the Army Humvee to go home. No, 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 no. He he had this old ragtag Jeep. he loved that thing. So but he hit... Uh, yeah, he hit an army <laughs> Jeep, or um, an army Humvee. What are the odds of that? Well, yeah, and so <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting in my room just relaxing after duty, and all of a sudden, my sergeant kicks down the door, and he's cursing and screaming, like, why the hell did you let him run? And it was the weekend, so, you know, after duty, it's just like, hey, man, like, do your thing. And I didn't think he was going to drive home, but because he got in a crash and the first thing he did was call my first sergeant instead of going through the chain of command, like calling me, because I was his direct superior, um, calling me, then calling the sergeants, then, you know, up the chain. He just went straight to our first sergeant. <laughs> and because I was a negligent NCO for not telling him to take his rest period, telling a grown man, you know, 18, <laughs> yeah. 19 years old to, you know, hey, take a couple hour rest before you go and do anything. I, I got an NJP for that. And after that, you know, it, it, things kind of went downhill for our command. It was to the point where it's like, all right, yeah, I, I think I'm kind of done with the Marine Corps. And that's that's where I really got into diesel shenanigans. Yeah. Um, one of my sergeants, uh, Brandon Cotter, um, he 
He had a 2005 or a 2006 LOI Duramax that he was doing some some dirty business with, and um, he like I remember we were on duty one day and we, we were just talking about it. And to me, it fascinated me because at the time I had only known about the Bros or whatever putting out those ridiculous videos, and yeah. all this crap. Mm-hmm. And so that that was my only experience with diesel. So I'm gonna stop time. you right there. When you were in the Marine Corps, what like? I know there's like different jobs. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, uh, so my, I was a machine gunner. So originally I was <coughs> infantry, which um, it's just an O3 contract. When you get out of boot camp, it's like, all right, hey, you're going to be an infantryman or a cook or aircraft or whatever. So I was in the infantry, and then from the school of infantry, you select. I want to be an O311, which is you know your basic rifleman, but you know. It's a lot more than just a basic rifleman. You're kind of a jack of all trades. Um, then you could be either a mortarman, um, a machine gunner, or an assaultman. So mortarman's pretty self-explanatory. Machine gunner, same deal. Assaultman, those guys are, I don't want to say they're the nerds, but they're the wizards of the infantry because they, they deal with explosives a ton. <laughs> they have this one... Um, rocket that they shoot from their shoulders it's called a small if you shoot more than six of those in one day it liquefies your internals oh yeah because of the concussive blast from those things Jesus. which <laughs> later in my marine corps career i had the the privilege to go through a, like a rocket package so we shot like uh m72 laws like the vietnam like collapsible things okay and then uh at4s which god i remember after shooting like three of those i was getting like a terrible headache and after shooting like two SMAs, which you have um, your spotting round, so there's like a nine millimeter, um, I don't want to call it a gun in there, but it, it's basically a gun where you have these nine millimeter tracers where you're supposed to shoot off three confirmation tracers because it mimics the path of the rocket. Gotcha. And after three of those suckers, you shoot the SMA and you're sitting there like shaking, just like, because <laughs> you know that it's like a gnarly, gnarly back blast. And yeah. it, it's, it's, It'll kick you in the seat of your pants, pretty much. And you're sitting there, and no, I kind of want to shoot one. Oh no, it's it is a <laughs> sounds, good time. Sounds fantastic. But getting way sidetracked here. I was a machine gunner, um, which I had a high um, physical fitness test um, and combat fitness test, where um, that afforded me the opportunity to go to like a weapons company. So weapons company typically consists of 81 millimeter mortars, um, a cat platoon, which is a combined anti armor team. And then a scout sniper platoon and um, HMS. Um, so people. So you're a machine pages. gunner. So you're the guy yep. behind the. Bah, 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 yep. bah. We had 50 cals, um, Mark 19s. So M2 Browning. Everyone's pretty familiar with that. It's the machine gun that you see pretty much everywhere. Yeah. Um, Mark 19 is a grenade machine gun, which that thing was probably one of the funnest things to shoot but one of the scariest things if you had a malfunction because when you're reading through like your machine gunner knowledge it basically tells you do everything like stop what you're doing and like watch what you're doing because if that thing blows up in the chamber or oh, yeah, anywhere around the gun like it, it, it has man. a 15 uh, meter kill radius oh, okay yeah or casualty radius i think but a lot of people are going to die if you fuck something up yeah. so i oh i remember we had one guy who um he pulled the trigger, and all of a sudden, it just a uh, loud clunk. And we're all just sitting there like, oh, oh God, this has <laughs> never happened before. Like, am I dead? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Are we dead? Yeah. Well, so he's, he's going through remedial action, and he goes to pull the trigger again, and like in slow motion. We're all like, no. <laughs> and he slams it down again, and one of we grab the kid and rip him off the gun. 
and like we're we're like doctors at this point doing everything super slow like yeah slow deliberate actions <laughs> and we pull this round out of the chamber and this 40 millimeter grenade round on the ogive which is the the projectile itself so okay i'm not like i don't know a bunch about like weaponry and that okay. kind of shit like i know basic stuff but when you say like a grenade round does it look like just like a giant bullet basically yeah think of like um you ever seen like a I said, like what I what I'm envisioning is those uh like the tear gas guns or like they have the big drum and then they have the big like canisters that go into yeah. it. But so, this is just probably bigger. So it's it's still going to be the same size because oh, I okay. believe those are 40 millimeter as well. But those are a high uh, low velocity round, so they're more of a cone shape. Yeah. With yeah 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 yeah. 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 So with these this being like, uh, <laughs> with these being a high velocity <laughs> round, they're more kind of. Um, rounded at that point and what's really cool is there's a bunch of bearings inside of that thing where it doesn't arm until it's 30 meters away from your gun and what they've done is calculated um, when it leaves the barrel it rotates a specific amount of turns okay and they've measured out how many rotations it makes oh hey this is 30 meters now we're we're clear yeah and then the bearings will fall into these traps or i don't know what the what do you chambers and it'll arm the projectile from there so if you're 30 meters and before you basically have a big ass slug anything past that you have you know this this thing that's going to cause a 15 meter pretty much kill radius which i wish because back in vietnam when they had the mark 19s they had these flechette rounds so in shotguns when they have flechette rounds it's like these little metal darts um i think they pack like 30 to 40 in there with the mark 19 i think there's something like 300 of those metal darts in there see so that like the, the the that's the one thing about the military that I I wish I uh, I wish I I wish I, there's always there's a part of me that wishes I went to the military you know whatever any branch just so I you could see some of this stuff like it's like some of the technology that the military has as far as weaponry is probably I mean shit there's probably stuff we don't even know about that they got it's freaking wild but mm. the you know, army just gets like, all this like the sweet new stuff like the yeah. marine corps is literally like oh yeah we forgot about the marine corps hey here's yeah. the hand-me-downs from the army yeah. and like, <laughs> i know my gun um the armors like traced it back and somehow had records into like the army's armory records or whatever and i know my gun came from like um like iraq or whatever like oh, really? some army asshole had it in iraq still love you army guys sorry <laughs> but um was from like iraq and all that crap and you're just looking at it and you see how many times it's been like re-blued the yeah. protective coating on the gun itself yeah. where it's just like it looks like someone took a sharpie and just like yeah. colored it because <laughs> it's been like resurfaced so many times it's the the marine corps definitely gets some trash weaponry but you know we make do with what we got and like that that's the big calling card of the marine corps is um we you know we make do with what we have and we mm-hmm destroy shit with it <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, i think it's badass but um all right back to the diesel yeah, back to, yeah, yeah, yeah sorry back sorry, sorry. Truck, I, I, I had to ask because I, I i i i like that stuff mm-hmm. but i don't like research it myself and like go mm-hmm. after it. but when someone talks about it i'm just like oh, that's oh yeah cool. there, that's there's <laughs> like i could probably talk for way too long about yeah. that but oh we know so <laughs> <laughs> right um <laughs> so getting back into it the thing that holds like kick-started the whole diesel drive was again um that sergeant in charge of me brandon cotter um he he had his truck where he was talking about all these modifications where one of the guys in my platoon he had like a crazy ls gto that he was building this thing to be like a drag truck like i remember the first time he pulled up to the barracks <laughs> this thing had the fattest cam and it. it was just like chopping really hard and it's just like oh like that's that's the side of things where it's like i kind of knew a little bit about performance cars and all that crap but then it was like i didn't know anything about diesels and so when brandon talked about his truck i'm like can like can you keep up with like 
these LS cars. They're like, pfft. Yeah, easy day, and he's just <laughs> talking about it, and that's where really gotten like the performance because where I came because the Humvees we had in the military were these crappy six five, you know, Humvees, <laughs> where they were originally designed to not have twenty thousand pounds of um, armor yeah. on them, <laughs> and so it got to the point where when you know the original Humvees were going through like Iraq, they were just getting Swiss cheese and all that crap and. Mm. Explosives and RPGs started getting, you know, well, I guess I should say explosives started getting more and more bigger. Explosive. Yeah. <laughs> and so it got to the point where the, the military and their infinite wisdom was like, I'll oh, just slap more armor on it. Didn't do a thing to that poor 6.5 engine. Okay. Yeah, which, well, uh, time out. Yeah, I know. I saw that, too. I was yeah, going to say Corey, something. The, the screen. Our camera. On our camera. Just I know, shows like just a still, red alert on it. Yeah. It's probably too hot. Yeah. Thing hasn't been running that long. I don't know. You might see Corey's face if we're hey, using the second camera. Show your beautiful face. Oh, oh is sick! It? It's not recording though. I don't see a red dot. Did it click? Is it card full? Card full. Oh Dang, wow! Dang, that was quick. Where's Cam? Cam? Yeah. <laughs> so I, <laughs> well, I've seen a couple of these, and you probably know this. Take your take your right. Fingernails and touch them to your. Oh yeah. Oh Hi. no no no. <laughs> he's no. like, do I see a leg one? You see the leg one? Yeah. Hi. <laughs> My favorite one was like, he's like coughing, he's like, oh, <laughs> and he goes, he goes, huh? <laughs> he's like, okay, take your fingers, yeah, they're gonna lock them. Okay, push them down. Look at the bottom of your foot. What? Other one. I was, one, yeah. I was actually. <laughs> that, I was kind of hoping to get Brian with that. Hey, are we yeah. still? We're still rolling though. Like we can still go, right? You're rolling on mine. Is that, oh, is yeah. that good? Is that fine? Um, it's YouTube. Nobody watches. I mean, yeah, <laughs> as, as long as we got audio recorded, we're good to go. Let's roll. So uh, a quick interlude here because the audio is going to stay the same. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't see a reason to cut that. It's, I don't it's, see any it's the way the whatsoever. podcast goes, yeah. guys. Technical so the, uh, we're, we're working on um, – we hired another guy, Corey, who's also a former Marine. You know, we, we're pretty much – No such thing as a former Marine. Yeah, I know. Benjamin. I know. They say the same thing about fraternities too, man. Like, fraternities? Yeah. You know, frat castle. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I yeah, know. Different life. It's they, fine. they say the same thing about like normal dudes like me. Once <laughs> you, God, we need people like you, Tyler. You're always you're in normal life, man. Yeah, you are, you're you, always you, normal you're, dude. You're never not normal. <laughs> uh, but we're working on upgrading our uh, uh, video and just kind of accessibility type stuff. So Media like stuff. we are working on actually becoming. Or being able to do like live episodes like we were before at the very, yeah. very beginning, like and have you guys interact and stuff like that. And we're trying to get all of our stuff so dialed that we can go on the road with it. Yes, I know that's actually part of the plan that we're talking about. We've kind of been alluding to the fact that we are, you know, yeah. doing bigger things. That's what we're planning on doing. We've got we've got plans and we're trying to execute them. So those of you that can't tell, we actually have two cameras recording, and now we're on the other one. For those of you watching, it's going to look a little different now, but the audio is going to be all the same, and that's where we're freaking out because one of the cameras just went like, yeah, like, oh, no! Sorry. Oops. <laughs> it's what it is. So back to... Uh, <laughs> Hi. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, back to... So, you know, seeing the realization, like, hey, can, can your diesel truck keep up with those, like, hot LSs? And like, oh, yeah, dude, no big deal. I remember that exact instance I had with my son. Everybody has that moment where you're like, is, is this truck fast? Like, are we fast? You're, you're so used to me? seeing yeah. these yeah. things on the road where they're just hauling a trailer where it's like you wouldn't even suspect that there's anything behind, like under the hood. Yeah. <laughs> you get some guys who have a juiced up enough truck where you see them just hossing past like a souped up car and they still have a load behind them. It's yeah. like, Epic. wait, what? How? And it's like, yeah. it's this thing that clicked with me where it was just like, 
that's actually something like I'm super interested in. And slowly kind of when I bought my first truck, so post-deployment, I had, you know, some fat checks because, you know, no taxation over the Middle East. So pretty baller fat check from the government at that point. It's like, what am I going to waste all my money on? (laughs) And it's like over in North Carolina, like you were looking at some of the trucks and it's like, holy Moses. Like some of these, the cost of some of these trucks where it was just like a basic truck. It was just like... I can't justify spending that much money for just a truck. You know, me still being kind of new where I see like $40,000. I'm just like, <gasps> so oh, my God. Is, it, is the truck you have now the truck that you bought when you? Yep. Right on, dude. So yeah, nice truck. I came home on post-deployment leave, and I remember just scouring the pages around here for a diesel truck. And and this was back in Bellingham, Washington at the time. Okay, I was going to ask you, mm-hmm. are you like a Spokane native? or No, I'm a transplant. So Okay. Uh, All right. But, um... Yeah, I remember scouring the pages and just trying to find a sweet deal and um, a couple trucks here and there. But then I remember this one out of Puyallup, Washington. Um, it was listed at thirty-two dollars or $35,000, if I'm not mistaken. I show up there, and it, I mean, it's a long bed truck, which at the time I didn't realize. Long bed what? Long, give me a 2012 okay. <laughs> Dodge Ram 2500. Whoa, 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 whoa. Cummins the, Turbo the, uh, Diesel. Cummins in there? The turbo <laughs> Diesel? Mm-hmm. Is that a diesel with a Cummins? It's a diesel. It's a diesel. They got a... They got tow mirrors. <laughs> I actually have never flipped up. I've flipped up my tow mirrors twice in its life. Dude, just thought of a new Ram commercial, like, right now. You know mm. when they used to go Sam with the Ram? In it? No. Then it's not worth it. Dude, I'm no, sorry. That guy Sam did, Elliott? No, shut up. For one, you know what? He did the... Uh, what? He did the... Did he do the... No, that wasn't Sam Elliott. That was... Uh, Bruce Springsteen that did the Jeep commercial for the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody everybody is a flower picker. (laughs) Something like that. Anyways, okay, Sam Elliott could do that one. Anyways, new commercial for Ram Trucks, okay? They did the, hey, hey, man, that thing got a hammy. Yeah. They need to do that. (laughs) Hey, man. That got tow mirrors? That got got tow mirrors or cummins? That thing got a cummins (laughs) with some tow mirrors? Dude, bring it back. Bring it back. Moose power! <laughs> I think they should bring that same that's so that guy that that did those commercials for like him. all grown up with a toy hauler. No, oh that's oh. so good, dude. He's still he's a comedian. Like he does what? tours and shit. Yeah, the dude's a comedian. He was been he's been on like Joe Rogan's podcast Pod, and podcast stuff. guest. Like, the Hemi guy. I was like, they bring him back. Is that Larry the Cable Guy? No, no, oh, no. Man. Some redheaded people that hasn't. Hey man, I think got a soul. I got a Hemi, dude. Hemi guy's grown up. Hemi guy's grown up. Got toy hauler. Oh my god, Ram! Ram! If you, if you ain't this, listening, you're, if you do this, you sleeping. owe me freaking so much money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so much money. Well, wouldn't it be Fiat or Peugeot now? Or well, Ram is the division that's gonna. The check's gonna be from Ram. Ah. Right. Yeah, it better be from Ram. <laughs> yeah. I don't care if you scribble out FCA and write in R A M. It's a Ram. <laughs> Three letters, you can do it. Yeah. But. How cool would that be to bring that guy back to do a Cummins commercial for a Ram? Dude, hey, you're welcome. You're right. welcome, Dodge. What you're the- welcome, Ram. Everybody, you're welcome. We're doing your job for you. Emergency podcast. Deal with it. <laughs> Send a check to 5204 East Broadway Avenue, Spokane, Washington. Tyler Lucas. Yeah. L-U-C-A-S. <laughs> I give my phone and email. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you, you went and bought your 2012 Ram when it Cummins. So went down there. <clears throat> First, I test drove it because they had it sitting in front, and they're like, you want to test drive it? It's like, I've never driven a truck before, besides, like, a crap Humvee. And it's like, oh, it's going to be awesome. So just did a 
not a freaking clue what was going on with the truck besides I knew it didn't have spark plugs. That was the 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 oh, beginning of novice. it all. Oh yeah. And so I remember dri- test driving trying to merge onto the highway, didn't have the mirrors adjusted, I almost careened into someone. <laughs> and I was like I remember sitting there like, "Oh god, like huge learning curve at this point." And it I remember I got to the back to the dealership and they're like, "All right, so what are we talking about for a price?" I'm like, "Oh, I get to decide." All right, yeah. <laughs> and so I remember telling them, "I don't want to spend any more than like $30,000." And the guy sitting there, <laughs> he's like rubbing his neck, just stressing <sighs> out. I, I don't know if I can pull that one, man. It's it's going to be really tough. And it it was like a good three hours of talking back and forth on a price on this thing, which for any of you guys trying to buy a truck or first-time truck buyers, stick to your guns. If, if you have a general idea or like you kind of know what you're talking about there, just let them know, hey, this is my comfortable price point. And with how car dealerships are, they're going to want to make that happen because at the end of the day, they're still selling something. So I got something to say on that because you know what? I, I have waited. I've waited for the time to have like a good back and forth negotiation. Mm-hmm. I have yet to have that, dude. Go over to the Middle yet East. Yet to have it. Literally. Like, I, what, for a truck? No, not for a, <laughs> If you're just <laughs> talking, talking about, truck sales here. Oh, okay. I'm talking about I'm talking about buying. I'm not talking about like negotiating like a war. My friend, <laughs> my friend, how much would you like for this carpet? <laughs> no, I'm talking like a good back and forth negotiation on a truck. I've yet to have that to this day. I've gone to go buy trucks and be like, listen, this is where I'm at. And they're like, sorry, I can't do that. And they're like, okay, I'm gone. I felt and I'm like walking like, are you going to Are you sure? Say- no, you're not going <laughs> to say anything. Just your wallet. Just All right, like, bye. Hey. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> like, I felt so bad for this guy because he, he walked back and forth probably like 10 to 20 See, times. See, that, that's what I would have. I, I, I wanted that scenario to happen with me at some point in my life, but it's never happened. Well, it, it finally, so it Maybe I'm just like too out of the, like he's like, yeah. we're asking 35 and I'm like, <laughs> seven. He's yeah, like, dude, that's not gonna yeah. happen. Or you're I'm like, like, oh, I'm walking, I'm walking. Thirty, I'm away. thirty-four, <laughs> nine. You're like, Wait. okay, <laughs> like, negotiation messed up. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it got to the point where his manager came out and he just sat down and he's like, all right, oh, that's when you know it's getting serious. Oh, well, when the no, well, so out. he came out because we're eating too much time. Yeah. This dude has sleeves, like neck tattoos and everything. I'm just like, okay, what's up? He's trying to like scare tactics. What, what do you got oh, going yeah. on? What do you got? <laughs> and dude was super chill, like surfer bro to the max. And like he was just like, hey man, what's going on? So I hear you're not trying to spend more than thirty on this truck. I'm like, you know, with and I like piece of shit me it was just like you know i just got back from a deployment and i, I have a little bit of money to drop on this but you know i'm, I'm not a bank or anything like yeah. that and just like he was like all right no i totally feel where you're coming from at this point well i'd definitely like to get you taken care of because it seems like you've bonded with this truck all of like 30 minutes of driving <laughs> and so i was like well yeah no i really like it and like i wanted a black truck so i was like yeah sweet and he i think he ended up talking to the, like the owner of the dealership and like a picture perfect negotiation oh well it got to the point where he came back and he slapped the paper like down on the table and like i didn't even have time to look at it he's just like kept moving around i'm like trying to see like so he's like so this is what we can do for you and he's like sign the paper i'm like trying it like what 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 are you gonna do for me bring that paper over here give me that pen and he finally slid it over and it was 28 8 Oh, wow. Which, listed at 35. Wow, you've exceeded my expectations had, at this point. I'm not sure how to deal with this. <laughs> had 80,000 miles on it, so not even broken in or anything like that. And, I mean, <clears throat> like, taking a look at, from my, like, very minimal knowledge, just, like, taking a look at anything as far as, like, um, just look for leaks around, like, main seals and yeah. stuff like that. And it's like, not this thing's clean. So, 
Um, ended up going that route, but, you know, with the whole thing with that, it was just like, so with us giving you this price, there are no warranties involved. There is nothing. Like, this is yours. And I was like, yeah. Get, oh, oh. I was going to get him, dude. I was going to get him. There was a fly. I know everybody's wondering. Ha! Stop talking. It's a fly. Yeah. God. <laughs> I'm waiting to get slapped at that point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Land it on your face. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and then at that point, I was just like, I had planned on modifying my truck anyway, so I knew. And I was going to be all the way over in North Carolina, so if I have, like, a warranty issue, it's like, uh-oh. Yeah. So it's like, all right, yeah, no, I don't got an issue with that. And then um, drove that thing home. It, it was the dumbest-looking truck ever because I think hey, factory. you know what? You're going to talk about a factory long bed 2500 no, 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 is no. the dumbest truck ever. That's so literally what I just bought. This <laughs> this truck. That's <laughs> literally what I just freaking bought. This thing. Watch your mouth, boy. This You're thing, on my so, podcast hold now. Hold on, hold on. So. <laughs> Factory truck came with 33s on it. Somehow uh, someone had put, like, aftermarket, they had, like, Raceline wheels on it, but they put 32s on it. They went smaller. <laughs> it was the weirdest-looking <laughs> truck ever. Where At first, I was yeah. just like this proud diesel. I got a Cummins. And it's just like, slowly but surely, I remember I um, when I did some modifications on the truck, I had ran over a screw and just totally effed up my tire. And it's like, well, this gives me a perfect reason to put 35s on the <laughs> truck. And slowly but surely started modifying the truck more and more. And over on the East Coast, the diesel community over there was awesome. Like, we, we had this beach day where we drove all our trucks up on the beach and, you know, barbecued and hang, hung was out it, and uh, Was it Myrtle Beach? No, no, no. I... I <laughs> Myrtle Beach. I I had a weird experience in Myrtle Beach, but that, I'm that's, sure you did. That's unrelated. <laughs> so I remember I actually got my truck beached on the beach because I I didn't air my tires. Your dirty down old enough. beach. Oh yeah, <laughs> but I didn't air down my tires enough where I had them down to like 20 psi, and I told everyone that they're like, "Oh, you idiot! You're supposed to air those things down to like 10 or 8 psi." I'm mm. like. And so I got that thing beached, and it finally got to the point where I was like, screw it. Like, I don't care. I'm going to enjoy the day. And, you know, all these nice trucks lined up in a row, and then there's mine just <laughs> beached in the middle. And it's like, oh, hey, it's the end of the day. we got to get out of here. And it's like this, this – I started this whole thing of rocking the truck back and forth to get traction and got it out of there. Um, and then just the diesel community over there, like we, we did a Rudy's run where we all uh, – all of our – the friend group that we had um we met up at a parking lot and then just did a cruise up to rudy's um and you know watched the races checked out all the vendors like um i know rudy's they had like a sweet turbo tree hanging out there and mm -hmm. i remember just seeing all these sweet spin whistles and i was just like <gasps> what if well, i could put this in my truck yeah the east coast diesel scene is like totally different than the west coast diesel it's, scene it is ridiculous. that's where all like the big boy sled pullers are the i mean that's like kind of where it, it like all started really like Midwest and you know the um, you know the East Side. Yeah, I mean that's they they it's like a totally different like sled poles over here are like nothing compared to sled poles over there. Oh no, like, <laughs> like you go over there and you're like, hey, everyone of the sled poles like, sweet, I want to go yeah. with you up here. It's like I want to go sled poles like. Eh. There might be one like really cool like unlimited truck that you might see on the west. Well, yeah. it, well now it's different because they're all traveling and everything. But when this like the whole diesel thing was starting, it was like. These West Coast trucks can't even touch these East Coast trucks. These guys yeah. know well, what's going on. One over there. of the weird things where I remember when I first started out, like a lot of them were like, they had some goodies under the hood when oh, yeah. it first started out, and then it got to the point where it was a lot of guys just getting trucks and then putting some crazy offset wheels on them. Which if you run that, 
I'm not dogging on that whatsoever. If that's the way you roll, that's the way you roll. I just like not having to replace unit or wheel bearings very often. It's like know what you're getting into. Yeah. Well, and it's like if you got the money to drop three to six grand on a set of wheels, like not even touching tires, by all means, like good on you, man. Like I'm not going to be the diesel guy who's like, oh, you have this under your truck. Like yeah. that's n- no one likes that guy. Well, you know, I here's the thing. We probably we probably talk a little bit of some smack about like those type of trucks mm-hmm. on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. But like you just said, as long as you know what you're getting into and as long as you do it right, like especially these trucks that are lifted that yeah. they don't even put like the freaking front drive shaft back in and that sort of stuff where Bluetooth they're just kind of half <laughs> half ass and stuff, putting giant blocks on these trucks like that. That's, that's different than a guy that's actually building his truck. Like, yeah. Yeah. He might want it to look like that, but he's actually doing like quality parts. Yeah. I mean, that's a difference for, for a while. Like I used to think like, why would you put that on your truck? But at the end of the day where it's like, when I do something to my truck, even <coughs> like something as simple as like tinting it or like putting an air freshener in it. If that makes you happy at the end of the day where it's like, God, I love my truck. I don't care what you do to it. Exactly. If you're yeah. happy with your setup, roll with it who cares what anyone else thinks like be happy that you've done something to your truck like yeah. that that is one of the coolest feelings or seeing someone where they've like when i when i my girlfriend's truck or when she had her truck um she put uh she put 35s on it and went with non-stock wheels it blew me away how much it just changed the entire look of the truck oh, and yeah. like seeing her smile like that was an awesome feeling where it's like seeing people when they do something super small or huge to their truck like it's the coolest feeling in the world seeing someone else like having good like good feelings oh yeah it's it's like the coolest thing ever especially when it when it does what you wanted it to do yeah the 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 one that on the the other side of that i'm going to be freaking captain dr depresso here oh great here he goes dark side yeah i know dark side spiral ben going down in the dark hole of darkness where it's depressing is the other side of that is when people do stuff to their truck, but they, they maybe just didn't quite do enough research or didn't know what they were getting into. And then we hear about the guy who does, like, the single 472 with stock injectors and 38s on stock gears. My truck runs like crap. Shit. It's like, I bet it does. Like, wh- yeah. why, why does it sound like you're smiling right now? <laughs> I'm not. I'm, it's more like a, a happy, sad grin, like, I don't know who told you to do that, but I'm really sorry that they did. Like, here's what we can do to try and help you with it. Um, for yeah, for some yeah. of you guys who call in with questions like that, like, why is my truck running like cla- uh, crap? And it's like you go through your build with us. Don't don't ever think that we're like thinking like you're dumb or anything like that. Like, it's it's to the point where it's like we're diagnosing like what you have going on. It's like my truck's barely responsive, blah, 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 blah. And we're going through things where it's like your buddy might be running like an S476 turbo in his truck. And it's like that thing pulls really easy. It's like, well, what's his injector setup? I don't know. So do you understand like pairing injectors with turbos is like a huge part yeah. of it all. And well, it's like his truck's a third gen like mine. It's a five, nine or six, seven. Is an automatic or a manual? Mm-hmm. What yeah. size tires? There's differences. You know? There's yeah. there's a ton of factors where it's like a lot of times. So a lot of the calls I get where it's like diagnosing stuff like that. I'm I'm shooting based off of my experience, and you know, it's, it, you could call it opinionated at the same time. But it's like where it's like, hey, maybe you want to go with like a smaller turbo size or go with like a larger injector setup. You don't have to listen to us whatsoever. We're just here where we know going with that setup is going to help you out. Where if you're happy the way your truck runs. 
and it's like it's a little laggy on the bottom end there there are tons of solutions where you, whether you could go with like a compound setup or there's so many different ways to skin a cat with mm-hmm. like when you modify your truck you guys got to understand you're technically the manufacturer slash engineer at that point because you're going away from stock and so if you're running into small issues you got to understand oh i went with a giant turbo now it's like oh hey you might want to upgrade some other parts, like, you know, maybe a bigger intercooler or yeah, injectors. Yeah, I mean, it's the same thinking that goes in when you have a problem with your truck and you go and pull codes and you find a code for a sensor or something. And you're like, oh, that's what it is. It's like, well, not all the time. you got to take all the all the different things that you've done in this truck into consideration to be able to, to properly diagnose what's going on. It's the same thing, especially when you're building your truck. you got to take all the aspects of it into consideration when you're building your truck otherwise you can have mismatched parts which is going to cause issues in the long run it may not be like immediate it may be cool for when you first do it because you'll notice that first bump of power like oh it's got more but then when you start driving the truck and start using it how you would normally use it you start noticing these little things that that aren't that aren't working for you anymore so much later what the heck well it's not but that's the thing it's not later since you didn't notice it yet (laughs) Mm -hmm. because you're so hyped and so jacked on the fact that you've got all this cool stuff on there and yeah it may be making more power but it ain't making it efficiently and so that's the things you got to kind of take into consideration when you're building your truck and it's not like like i think what he's getting at it's not just like poking and prodding and trying to take a trying to like break apart your build and like tell (laughs) you you did something wrong we're just trying just like a doctor is going to ask you do you have any do you have any allergies uh what medication are you on because they're taking all that information and compiling it and going okay making an educated decision on what's going on with you same thing that that any of these shops are going to do with your truck we got to know everything that's done to it in order to 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 get to the next step on what's going on so the other thing with that too is and we're going to get i've got i got this in a sales tech story too that happened a couple days ago but the the other thing there too is when people call in and it seems like they're almost upset that we know what their problem is almost immediately after asking like five or six questions yeah. and they're like, no, that's, that can't be. It. It's like, look, no okay. I understand. Like you took it to a shop. They did this. Like, don't get me wrong. Shops deal with, you know, a high volume of vehicles or they have a lot of people and stuff like that. Our job is to listen to people and what their issues are over the phone with their truck. Yeah. We, there's a lot of times we're going to hear that. And we're going to know what your issue is because I've taken it in, in, in my time here. I've taken about, I don't know, 300 of this call with that same scenario with that same truck. Probably more. Yeah. And, you know, we know how to fix it. Yeah. You had, what was that, Mark? You guys got to realize. So there's there's shops out there that, you know, will get the job done and everything. Or there's dealerships, you know, where you know might be worth their snuff there. But at the same time get second opinions 100% if like someone's telling you oh this is the if if you, okay so if you have like a hole in the side of your block it's pretty self-explanatory what your problem is there <laughs> but if it's like the the shop's telling you yeah it looks like your your pitman arms confabulated so you got to do this where it's like well, I just replaced that in the steering gearbox and the drag link and I, I can't see why that would be the issue yeah. go you don't have to send it to shop to shop cuz you know their diags aren't free 9 times out of 10 get second opinions call us where it's like hey my shop diagnosed this this is what i have going on yeah i run into so many issues where people front end suspension parts oh god how many times have you heard okay go ahead send me a picture and you hear a picture and you go you hear me go whoa yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like i'm on the phone with the guy and i'll text him pictures and i'll see it and like on the phone with them i'm like wow 
like what i'm like you got a setup there there's there's some stuff going on here yeah and, and i'm just looking at a picture for a little less than less than 60 seconds i'm looking at it, i'm like and i'm asking him are you sure are you sure because if if that what you're saying is true something is terribly wrong <laughs> yeah. and then you oh well it used to have this on it okay that makes Pump more sense. Yeah. All right. Now I know what's going on. But the well. So the. Oh, sorry. I got, I got a sales tech story about excursion. I want to get out. Go. 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 Okay. Go. All the improvements to the show you are seeing and hearing are thanks to our epic sponsors like No Limit Fabrication. Huge thank you to Mike and his crew down in Southern California for getting a bunch of carbon certifications and making high quality parts. New episodes come out every Thursday. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, because, so anyways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I know this episode's probably going to come out after this 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 guy already figures his issue out, issues out because if I think it's a relatively unique excursion, especially if you're in Texas. Um, but he's got, I believe it was an 05 excursion, so the last year's excursion, um, that has a 6.0 taken out of it with a, a 5.9 VP engine in it, um, oh, made it up to a 5R1 or 5R110. Oh, wow. So it's a good-looking truck. Wow. You know, I believe he had a lot of stuff custom done to it. Um, I think it was on 38s, and he's he's that kind of guy. And we started talking about stuff. He's like, "All right, I need to get this stuff started going for the, for this VP truck. You know, I want to do this, 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 and this." And I was like, "Okay, whoa, 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 hold on." Again, getting all the information from him. What are you doing? Because like, he, he originally just wanted a VP44 pump. I'm like, "Well, why are you getting a VP44? What happened? What's going on?" We start talking and talking and talking. He's like, "Well, I got this truck, and I want to I want to like I want to make like 700 horsepower." And immediately I'm like, okay, VP44 truck, <laughs> seven horsepower, not really going to happen. Like, not, I'm not saying it never happens, but like, what are you using this vehicle for? It's like, well, I'm going to be using it for work and I'm going to be towing a lot with it. I'm like, okay, hold on, pump the brakes. Just so you know, VP44 trucks, like the max you're going to get out of it, like on its own, like without spray, it's going to be like that 650, 675. That's like strung out. That's like cam, and that's, intercooler, yeah. everything. That's like all. And that's of a it. pump that's like, twin turbos man that is a pump that is working hard and yeah here's it i asked him i was I like how there. do you feel about draining how, how do you feel about bleeding lines of the uh, stoplight yeah <laughs> oh, every time you blurp off the throttle super quick i tell you what you're gonna drain those fuel lines i've i've been there i had a 650 horsepower truck vp oh, truck shoot. i've literally there's videos or if you look at our old videos on dpp there's the a video C of me foam. and josh uh doing a pull and it dies after I, because I'm coming up, coming up to an intersection, so I'm <laughs> slow down oh, quick. Oh. And, and uh, yeah, it'll it. That, I mean, they're just not reliable. That's why guys p-pump trucks. Mm -hmm. I mean that the, the VP44 is kind of a. I've heard many a stories about the VP44 that it was a pump that was used because the CP3 wasn't ready, or it was a it was an ag pump that was retrofitted for this because they were they were trying to release you know mm -hmm. all sorts of stories with that. But the VP44 pump. They just become so unreliable <laughs> after that. I would probably say I. I'm interested to hear this because I want to. I'm going to tell you what I what I recommend well, to him. But, yeah, I'm going to shoot it low because um, because they just become a pain in the ass. Yeah. I'm going to say <laughs> sorry. Oh, oh, got that uh, Wu Tang flu. <laughs> 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 sorry, it's coughed all over you. You're welcome. <laughs> Whatever. Um, <laughs> But uh, I'm gonna say like 525, 550 is like. See, that's even more than I said. So uh, when we when we <laughs> talked originally, I was, anyway, usually I, like saying 480. Like, well, I was, I, I'm saying max, max, max. I put like, so like, yeah, when I talked, you to could him, have a five, you know, five five and a quarter horse truck VP44 that you could still use. Um, but if you're gonna put it on like a, I'm gonna say a hot tune with whatever tuner you have, <laughs> whether it be like an adrenaline or. Uh, you know, 
edge comp or whatever, but uh, you're going to run into issues with that with those pumps. You're going to mm. have to bleed lines anytime you bop off the throttle quick. It's going to happen. So it's just this is one of those things. Yeah. So we were we were talking and I kind of got further into it and I was like, hey, just so you know, like that's the max you're going to see out of it. So if you're working this truck hard, first off, what gears you're running? He's like, I need to regear. I was like, all right, cool. You know this. Yeah. Sick. Okay, perfect. Yeah, you got 38s. Um, you're going to be towing with the truck. Um, 430s, maybe 456s. You let me know what you got to do. You get a five speed. And I mean, the, the fiber 110 actually does the splits on it does relatively well if you're like just a touch undergeared. Yeah. I don't I advocate being undergeared, but like that's one of those ones you can kind of work with it. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, and I was like, honestly, man, you want to be at that like, <clears throat> I, w- I would recommend shooting your goal for that 450, 475 everyday horsepower <laughs> tune and then be able to work it at that and then have something that's like, Tyler's dying over there. Oh my God, man. I and then I was like, drops. and then have something <laughs> that not, you can like, not like a cough drop thing. Something uh-huh. you can like crank all the way up on a dyno and make like five and a quarter, maybe five fifty on. But like, if you're trying to use this truck, and then we start talking more and more and more, and he's like, I just, I, I'm that guy. I got everything turned up. I've got Audis. I've got all sorts of stuff. Everything's like, yeah, always it. maxed out. Everything's maxed out. I don't think people realize like when you get when you get into diesel trucks and you start throwing performance at it. When you start touching above, I'll say like 550, almost 600 horsepower, you got to start considering, hey, like daily drivability is going to be, I don't want to say a struggle bus, but you got to understand it's a totally different driving well, characteristic. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something right here. Oh. I, I think most trucks, except for the VP44, <laughs> like that 500 horsepower mark is a great all happy. around happy yeah. play, tow. You know, you whatever you want to do. Blowing up. Yeah. I mean, that's the mark you want to shoot for is around that horsepower. It, once you start getting above that, you're going to start losing. I feel like it's specialized applications at that point where if you have. I, a, I, think, I think five. Well, except for like maybe a 7.3. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, depending on the year, the 7.3, uh, and yeah. you got to get up there and stuff like that. But getting back to this thing, because the. the uh, and he's like, I, I think every, I'm the guy that has everything turned up. I was like, okay, like, I got you. I understand that. Is this your first diesel? Yes. I was like, has anything been done to this VP44 truck yet? <coughs> or the engine? And he's like, no. I'm like, what tuning are you running? Nothing. He's like, I got an intake and exhaust on there. I was like, okay, all right. I know that you want to max this thing out. I get that you're the guy. I get that you want this high output pump. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't. Like, I, I'm, and he's like, well, everybody's telling me. This. I was like, don't do it. Like, I, I'm the guy on the other side of the line. I'm the guy that hears everybody when they call back and say that this pump fucking sucks. Yeah. And I can't drive this on the street because I got to bleed lines. That's the thing with the Cummins community, man. Like, yeah. everyone's like, more. Yeah. More. And so we. Well, we, no, I think people, um, especially with like VP trucks, I maybe people don't like, because that body style of truck was used from 94 to 2002. Okay. Mm-hmm. So 94 to 98. P pump, baby. P pump. And that's a badass pump. Like, that's one of the, one of the coolest diesel injection pumps that was ever made. I don't mm-hmm. want to say that's where like the Cummins got its name, but I mean that's that's where it really stood out from the crowd. No, I did. That's where they well, got their fine. name basically. Well, I mean honestly it came with the the VE trucks turbocharged, mm-hmm. factory turbocharged, inline 6, badass. Mm-hmm. Like that was that was awesome. Uh but the 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 those P pump trucks were like the the glory trucks like that. So people get a second gen 24 valve and look at these second gen 12 valve trucks and go well that guy's making 600 horsepower why can't i it's the same bot it's the same truck same 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 truck totally different different. injection pump different beast different beast yeah and we we talked and we talked and we talked 
And, and listen, he, I'm not talking down VP yeah. trucks. I had one for a, quite a while. I got know, another one with the VP. Yeah. It, when, when done right, Lenny even talked about that. He's like, have their place he's like world. a small set of injectors, a turbo upgrade, or even compounds. You get that thing working at like a 450, 500 horsepower mark. Really that thing will get you know, 20 miles. It's a great running engine. Yeah. And you can put a tuner on it. You can turn it up or turn it down. Yeah. Like it, it'll, when you go up in elevation, it'll sense that. Like it, yeah. it's, you get that kind of like. Mechanical, but electrical. You get at the yeah. same time. It's very nice. Yeah. But so and we we got talking even more, and I was like, I, I get it. So his first diesel truck, right? Yeah. He goes, I know you're worried about making the 600 horsepower mark. You got to remember though, if you make on this Cummins engine, you put like 450, 500 to the ground, you're you're going to be making probably at least a thousand foot pounds of torque. This thing's going to tow. You got a five speed. I highly, I implore you, please. First things first, put a lift pump on it. <laughs> Second. Just go tune it and drive it. Yeah. Just if this is your first diesel and, and you, you may be the guy that has everything turned up, go put a tuner on it, re-gear it, and go drive this thing. Yeah. And you I it, and if it if it is truly his first diesel, the first time he tunes that truck, it, oh my god. Yeah. There are literally guys with like thirty horsepower tunes. It's like this thing's a beast. It's like, oh what tune setting do you have it on? Oh economy. <laughs> it's yeah. like, okay, so like a lot of yeah. like a lot of people gotta realize, like, especially if it's like your first diesel, like a small increase over stock is a huge difference between, you know, like what you have on the truck already. And it, like mm-hmm. it, there's guys who like you talk to even guys with like yeah. some stupid high horsepower trucks, it's like, oh what tune setting do you have it in? Oh, it's on its minimum effort tune. It's like so you have all this power that you've invested probably tens of thousands of dollars into and because it's your you know your mess around truck where you're just driving it around town you know you're you're not taking this thing to the max so it's like so all that money you invested you probably could have spent you know maybe 1200 bucks if 15 max and gotten the same amount of performance for what you're using it for where you have that you know you have the ability to go to like <laughs> there you are mock- yeah thank you Sorry. You're welcome. I got yelled at. Mark was doing what we months. call we call side dicking. It's when you get the mic like this. You can't see me, but like you're talking halfway into it. But Sorry. then when you put it right in front of your face, it gets all nice and true and deep. I've gotten yelled at so many times. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, <laughs> sorry. New to this. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and then you get a lot of guys where it's just like <clears throat> you have that ability to, you know, spank the Corvette or BMW or whatever. But it's like how Often are you doing that? Where it's like I get having the ability to have all that power, but it's like if you're it's if it's your daily driver, your tow pig, like you're not going to be going balls to the wall all the time. Which well, well, that's a good thing about diesels is you have the ability to kind of turn them down to a point. I mean, I'm never an advocate for someone building like a super high horsepower truck and then putting like you got money to go ahead. It, um, just because you're you're going the opposite way. Well, yeah, I mean you're operating you're, everything that you're putting on the truck is supposed to operate at its you know. Anything you buy for your truck, whether it be injectors, turbo, a pump, or whatever, it's meant to operate at a certain level. And when you're detuning it, you're 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 closing that window <laughs> that it's operating within mm-hmm. so much that you're, you're just making in- inefficiencies. I mean, you're 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 just losing yeah. in the long run. So I'm I'm never an advocate of like building a high horsepower truck and then detuning it. If you're gonna build a high horsepower truck, build a high horsepower truck and keep it. There. If you're gonna build a truck that you're gonna use, build a truck you're gonna use. Build the truck that you're gonna build the truck that you're going to use it for what we say 90% of the time mm-hmm. like build that yeah don't build it for the 10% you're going to go play with because a 500 horsepower truck is actually pretty fun when it's done correctly 
Mm-hmm. And, and well, especially when you make um, damn near a thousand foot pounds of torque at like less than two thousand <laughs> yeah. RPM. A lot of people like, need to grasp how much people that don't is. understand. They're like, oh, I got a, <clears throat> I got a five hundred horse Corvette. Like, I'm sure you do, and it makes probably like what, like five eighty torque, maybe. Yeah. Okay. This thing in stock form was Loser. making like was making about I don't know five hundred <laughs> torque stock form. That's like a yeah. hundred and eighty horse truck. You guys got to okay? remember, torque is what you feel. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you put a tuner on this thing and a small set of injectors and you're making about 400. <gasps> but magically, because of the old inline six, 400, 450, you're making almost 1,000 foot pounds of torque. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever felt 1,000 foot pounds of torque, but then when it comes on <laughs> with the old Turbski, it can get scary. Ooh! Yeah. Ooh! Feels good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like we're getting a little off track here. So you got. <laughs> <laughs> we're still trying to get through yeah. his truck. Yeah. So you got All your right. truck from, so, this, from this place. Yep. Um, take it from there. How did you get here? <laughs> so, um, got out of the military, drove We're across country. Oh, wow. Um, What's that? We're an hour deep already. <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, but so, got out of the military. Uh, I decided to drive across country. Um, that was a. If you guys haven't driven across country or seen, you know, the, the great United States, take, take a week off. Or something go go explore the country there are so many things where it's like traveling the world in the marine corps or you know at least part of it um there, there's still a lot of beautiful sites out there in the world but there is so much to see in the united states that you will never like you, you'd never see it on social media oh, or anything sure. like that where it's just like driving across country it was <clears throat> one of the coolest experiences in my life but um so got got back to bellingham um i had a pretty like set up program that i was going to go to college to be a diesel technician because you know from all the experience I had from the military Humvees to, you know, diesel trucks and, you know, some of the heavier duty military trucks fascinated me. Well, it's and cool that you're, you were like going towards a passion. Yeah. That's good. Well, that was like the big thing is like, it was like, I, at the time I never had an experience on my truck that was negative, like working with my buddies on like uh, Brandon's LOY, like we were all just hanging out, barbecuing, and drinking uh, and like, I've never had a bad experience. And so it's like, I took that and it was like, Oh, there's a job for this. Like I can find a job that I could do this. So that's that's where it led to. And went to school. Um, <laughs> got to the point where um, when I had originally signed up, I was still in the military. Like I took time off to go, like go get college set up. So when I got out, like I I just had to walk in, and that was mm-hmm. it. And it got to the point where when I had originally signed up, one of the teachers was like renowned. Like people all across like the the state, the country knew who <coughs> he was. And so it's like, all right, he's got a good reputation. Like, I feel really confident. And, like, the big thing was, like, he was an, an electrical guru. Like, he – and that was, like, the big thing with these newer diesels. So the more and more you get towards electronics, it's like you you have to know how to diagnose this yeah. stuff. It's a different world. Oh, yeah. And so, like, school starts. Um, you have, like, um, I think it's three months of just, like, your prereqs and all that crap. And then you can move on to, like, your actual, like, s- like school field you want to go to. And so uh, three months passed, did all that crud um and then you know come to the the diesel course and it's some new guy who <laughs> got god bless this gentleman who this the original teacher ended up quitting and these the school picked a guy out of montana within like a week and there was no curriculum there was no nothing like he literally walked in he's like so guys this is uh this is a new experience for me as well he's never been in like a teaching role or anything he's just been like a bus mechanic for i think he said like 40 years so it's like, all right, you know, like you got some, you know, some skills, some PMs that, mm-hmm. you know, that's bread and butter of a lot of shops. And <laughs> within like a week, 
it became very, very self-apparent that he had no idea what he was doing or That's how to teach bummer. anyone. And it's like, at first, it's like, you know, I'm going through the GI Bill, and I don't want to seem like a snob here, where it's like, you know, I'm, I'm basically going to school for free. But it's like, I feel like I was wasting my education, where it's like, yeah. I'm, like, I am investing in this, and I am not getting a return out of it. And it got to the point where after, I think it was eight months of going to school, he, <laughs> he finally came into class. He's like, all right, guys. I'm uh, I'm done. And we're all sitting there like, <laughs> like is class over? He's like, no, I'm quitting. And we're just like, wait, what? And so at the time, I was um, utilizing the GI Bill for you know my income, where I didn't have to work, but at the same time, um, there weren't a whole heck of a lot of jobs hiring in that town, just because it. Yeah. Bellingham's kind of a retirement town, like yeah. it, it is super bougie and like you, you got to. Right, for those that don't know, like geographically where is bellingham so for all you watching so this is washington state right like here's a peninsula bellingham is 15 minutes from the canadian border so it it's up there like so it's on our, the east side of the peninsula <coughs> just below no, 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 no it's canadian. not on the peninsula so take seattle and go an north. hour 45 north okay so that's bellingham um and so it like got, boeing is and like around there uh boeing's like 30 minutes or like yeah, 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 or something anyways, or whatever but. but um so he's like i quit and so <clears throat> we were in our internships at the time which i was interning at a uh a tractor like i got into agriculture for all y'all who've like never really looked at that stuff it is beyond fascinating what like a lot of these diesels can do as far as like diesel with hydraulic setups or electrical setups um, it, it is awesome getting into the equipment or agricultural side of things like you'll you'll it'll blow your mind like what can be done but um so i was interning we're just working on kubota tractors we had some cloth setups uh jcbs which if y'all don't know jcbs are kind of crappy <laughs> but um yeah, just working on those, and it got to the point where I got to my the end of my internship, and it, with school still not have like they didn't find a teacher, and it's like, ah, well, like what yeah. am I gonna do? Like I, the guys at the shop were gracious enough to give me an income while I was working there because most internships are just like, yeah, yeah you're no learning, pay. we're not paying yeah. you, but right. these guys were really cool. It was a family owned business, which I, I'm forever thankful for those guys. Um, and it got to the point where it was the end of my internship, and I was like, hey, like I totally understand. I am kind of at a deficit of knowledge here, but I I explained the situation at school, and I'm like, I, I need a job or something. Like I don't care if like I'm even like picking up garbage or whatever. Yeah. And they're just like, well, you know, because the way they operate, it's based off of seasons, and it was just the uh, tail end of corn season. So there was the, yeah. <laughs> there was nothing to do in the shop. We had already built – because we, we got Kubota tractors shipped in from Japan, and we would assemble them for customers. <laughs> and, like, all of those were done. And it was to the point where, like, you had some of these Kubota tractors stacked up in, like, these little metal – uh, brackets or crates or whatever that were like eight high you're sitting there just like oh my god this is gonna tip over they were all assembled all taken care of and it's like yeah there's nothing to do around here so we can't really help you out and it's like it was like to me it was like a heartbreaking moment where i was just like i'm not good enough for you guys. <laughs> but then it was just like a slap of reality where it's like i need to figure something out and it it got to the point where um i i'd looked all over as far as schools that were you know gonna have openings for you know diesel technology no one in the state for like six months had an opening until i saw you know spokane community college spokane washington <laughs> coming in hot but yeah. i'd rarely been to the east side of the state i it was a way different atmosphere um and so when i moved over here i didn't know anybody like it was i remember like the first join couple, the club oh well no like the first couple weekends tyler was my first friend yeah. <laughs> was that really 
Oh, I'm pretty sure. Aww. Yeah. I think your roommate, your roommate was your first friend. Come on now, I'm second friend. Okay, second friend. Okay. Yes. Second <laughs> friend. But um, the first couple weekends when I was over here, because I didn't know anyone, like I drove all the way home. Which, if y'all don't know, that's like a six to eight hour drive, and I put that huge deficit in there. If you get caught in Boeing traffic, which their swing shifts are ridiculous, where you'll get caught in like a two hour plus traffic jam. Um, and I remember just weekends I was going over there to, to to see my parents because I, I didn't I didn't know anyone over here mm-hmm. and it got to the point where it's like I was looking at my fuel cost and I was just like ho oh, like, <laughs> I, I cannot keep this up off of you know GI bill funds and so it got to the point where it was like all right like I need to start finding stuff to do around here and like started going to gyms around here and like the, I don't know what it is about the military but you can pick one out pretty stinking quick one other guy from the another marine from the gym picked me out and he's like you're a Marine, aren't you? And I was just like, how'd you know? He's like, fucking no. <laughs> I was like, all right, sweet. And like, just started. I saw talking. the crayons in your gym bag. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I mean, at that time, because, um, I actually went through kind of a rough patch when I first got out my truck. I thought I just had a cracked, um, or not cracked, but a, um, head gasket that had failed. But uh, doing a little further inspection, I found out I actually cracked my block on cylinder number three. Ooh. Yeah. And my, my truck was down for a couple months. Um, and then um, the teacher told, said he was quitting and actually had some um, potential baby mama drama from over on the east side of the state <laughs> or uh, on the east side of the country. Wait, you or him? <laughs> Me. So. Oh. It'll all end up Wait, clearing. you have a baby? No, no, no. <laughs> so at, at first I thought I had. This is like, all new. Well, no, like, I had a crushing moment where I was like, oh, crap, like, I'm a dad. And, like, oh, yeah, it was like a huge slap of reality. But all this stuff was going on, which, you know, kind of led yeah. into some issues, like, me getting out and not being around, like, the guys I served with. And it, it was, like, it was a real lonely time. And it was just, like, you know, dealing with issues here and there. And it's, like. I remember I had a moment where I like I had I sat down and just like address the problem. So A, B, and C, this is what I have going on in my life. And it's like, all right, I need to solve this one step at a time. And it's like I applied for Spokane Community College. Somehow I had found a Canadian gentleman who was willing to sell me a complete uh, it's a 2010 engine, so pretty much the same exact thing. But I was going to swap some of my 12 stuff over there uh, just to keep things as clean as possible. Um, and he, so a, a long block from like Cummins is like what? 24,000, 26,000. Uh, oh, the one that we have listed long block. Uh, well, we have a complete, yeah. Complete engine. Yeah. I don't think long blocks are that. Well, so, so he, they're he was, up there. They were up there. We'll so, and I was just like, I, cause I remember like when I initially got this like done, they're like, yeah, like a long block's going to be like $8,000. And it's like a full complete, I found a Canadian gentleman through, you know, the, the graces of Craigslist. He had a 2010 engine with 80,000 miles on it, so you know, still pretty, pretty cherry. Yeah. Um, he's listing it for like 4,200 bucks. And I was like, done, done. I will take that every day of the week, and um, ended up getting that swapped out and rolling on the truck. Everything's cherry, and then addressed issues over in North Carolina as far as all that baby mama drama. You know, clear at this point, <laughs> all is addressed, and so. That's where, like, when I came over here, um, talking to another Marine, because I it, the Bellingham scene, the veteran community is pff, non-existent. So, like, didn't really have like too many people to associate with over there. And coming over here, started working out because you know during all my tribulations over on the west side, I I kind of let myself go. Was getting a little chunky. Um, 
It happens. Yeah. And so that's where I was like, you know, I need well, to if you're figure fat enough like me, you can throw yourself through a wall and get us out of here if we get Tyra's fat fucking body. Stuck in here. <laughs> but um, it, it got to the point where so I actually had some injuries coming out of the Marine Corps where like I, I had some severe back like issues where they're like, Yeah, you're gonna be in a walker by the time you're like thirty eight or whatever. Thanks. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, So is there anything to deal with that? They're like, Nope. Like, good luck. Should I wear a knee brace? Yeah. Or, uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> so it got to the point where I was like, so I'm going to become, I want to become a mechanic. So, you know, I, I need to strengthen my back. And it's like when I started going to the gym, it's like I could deadlift like 425. Or no, I couldn't even deadlift that. I was like, weak. Oh, yeah. No, I was screaming like, <laughs> and nothing was happening. And so <laughs> I started going to the gym a ton. And like, I definitely noticed I started getting stronger. And it's like to the point where I started pursuing like powerlifting. Um, once you get over like the 600 pound mark for deadlift like that's where you feel like a monster and it's like that's where it's like oh you know maybe i should actually look into like powerlifting um and then talking to some other guys like if this isn't like your sole goal in life like don't even bother because like the amount of injuries you sustain from that that like literally can end your career in powerlifting i was like all right maybe we'll just keep that as like a hobby where i can stay still you know around some heavy weight or whatever but um Dealing with that, making a bunch of friends over here, got to the point where I started sticking around. Mm-hmm. Um, going through SEC, um, a lot of guys were just going because the the trucking world around here, guys, and I'm talking like on highway trucks, so Peterbilt, Kenworth, Cat, all those yeah. guys. It's huge over here. It's a major hub of Spokane, and so I, not that I was super gung ho about highway trucking which the guys who do that like god bless you guys for (laughs) being able to be away from your family for so many days you know supplying the country like you guys are like literally the bloodline of the country but working on those trucks man like that's my passion wasn't there where i originally done it with like you know pickup trucks where you're Mm -hmm. making a stinking ton of power or you know you're you're trying to make the most out of it. The agricultural side of things, there's a John Deere dealership out here, but they're, they're really big fans of, you know, shooting you everywhere kind of across the state of the country where, you know, you're needed. So it's like, you know, I've done my moving around. I kind of, I want to, I want to find a place to relax. And so um, kind of towards the tail end of finishing up school, you know, you're going to be qualified to be a diesel technician. I was actually looking at becoming like a cop or a sheriff just because they had that brotherhood that I was missing a ton of yeah. where it's like, there's a lot of military guys that will, you know, join the police force and everything. Um, and so like, I, I actually took a couple of days off school to like go take interviews with like the sheriff department and the police department. Cause they make fat checks over here. I, I don't know what it is about Spokane, but they are they are in desperate need of you know police officers. And it's I was actually a week away from going to um, interview for Spokane PD. They're letting me know. All right, hey, you're gonna go do your um, chief um, interview or whatever. He talks about you about you know this that and the other. And mm-hmm. I so happened to see like because I'd finished my like I doc- I got my degree in like diesel technology or whatever, and <laughs> it got to the point where it's just like. Well, I have a degree in this. Maybe I should see if there's anything else out there. And going cruising through the ads, I saw a good old advertisement for diesel power products, which I don't know if you remember this about, I think it was 2019 or 18. Um, I think it was 2018, actually. I, I didn't realize diesel power products was here in Spokane. And when I found that, I was like, oh, I'm going to go check this place out. Went into yeah. the showroom. I was the dickhead just like wasting time. I remember seeing you sitting at the front counter just like, All right, come on, asshole. Come on, come talk to me. Why was I at the front counter? I don't, I don't know, but that must have been like your last day of sales. 
Well, no, no when I used to work till six, I, uh, yeah. someone would have to go up front, but. But I don't know. Anyways, I remember talking to you about like. I mean, he's got kind of a jerky face, so I've never been up front. (laughs) (laughs) That's not me. (laughs) I remember talking to you about uh, mechanical versus like air lockers for a rear differential. Really? Yeah. Wow. I remember. um, Did you learn anything? (laughs) I remember you talking about like pros and cons of like air versus mechanical and all that crap. And I was leaning more towards mechanical, and like you're showing me this, that, and the other, and I'm like, well, can I see it? It's like, no, we'd have to order it in. It's like. Oh, well, that's cool. Well, hey, thanks, man. I walked out. And I was just realized like I wasted like thirty minutes of your time, and I felt kind of. I was bad. probably like, God, what a dick. This guy didn't buy anything. But um, yeah, no. When I was getting ready for you know the Chiefs interview, and I saw that ad, and it's like you know, I'll, I have the degree in it. Why not? I'll give it a shot and shot it out there. And they're like, Oh, hey, we'd like to interview you. And I was like, well, Seriously? <laughs> Came here, did the interview with good old Benjamin when you had your gorgeous handlebar mustache going on there. I did have a sweet mustache. <laughs> that was, that was, I'm, I remember that thing. That was pretty solid. Good. It was a good for imp- first impression. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I remember talking to you guys about um, messing around with trucks on the East Coast. I, I remember you'd said because I'd showed up in a truck that was already like, dude, like you're already looking good at this point. Well, as far okay. As and this is, this goes for anybody out there that's like looking to get a job or whatnot. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to rifle some questions no, 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 at no, you. No, no. Okay. So, um, have you ever worn anything other than like maybe like a t-shirt and jeans to work? Yeah. Besides like a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm I, talking about here. Oh, um, honestly, no. Right. He showed up in a button up shirt and slacks and proper shoes. Okay. Yes. Did he need to wear that? No. Does it make a difference? Absolutely. So the Marine Corps, they, they, their getting out process is pretty crappy, but if you make the effort to search out programs that offer opportunities for you to learn a little bit more, they're out there and they're free. Like we took a course that was, I think it was $10,000 equivalency, but they literally teach you how to interview, how to dress, how to act, how to write a resume, this, that, and the other. And it dressing, you know, like you give a shit is like huge for a lot of jobs where it's like, Especially in like today's day and age, where it's like people like they have the opportunity not to work, so they'll take that yeah. any day of the week. Where it's like literally just dressing up to show that you care. Like that's one thing we learned. Where it's like there a lot of people like dress for the job that you want. Where it's like you're not going to show up in a pair of coveralls to become a mechanic. Like a lot of people don't realize, like mechanics back in the day, they were extremely professional. They like under well, their they were jumpsuits, dapper, yo. They well, yeah. had like under their jumpsuits, they had like you know full on like proper attire and all that crap. Yeah. And so, <laughs> dressing for the job you want, like dressing like you care, mm-hmm. like it speaks vo- like we learned that speaks volumes. And I, the only the so every job I've ever applied for, I've gotten which i know is sounding like super hot look at me or whatever but no, I, no i'm i'm i was uh i'm over one i'm just not over one but like i've i've only i've only missed one well, the, the only one yeah. i've missed is um that that job at Kubota. even though it was like an internship I, I didn't have the skills to pay the bills at that point but um and then yeah i remember so did the interview here i was like man like they're they're probably not what i'm looking for like i kind of got down on myself for it like I'm, I'm usually a pretty confident person but at the same time i was just like you know, they're, they're probably, like, guys who are, like, they got lab coats and they're engineers in the back working on, like, these stellar trucks. He walks in and we're all just a whole bunch of dude bros behind <laughs> the counter. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, and then it got to the point where it's, like, I remember going away from the interview and I was, like, Ben showed me around the entire facility, which, like, 
like blew me away the, like all the assets that we have here it was like it was pretty stinking cool and then i remember driving away and i'd like i don't like i'm i'm on my phone kind of selectively while i drive like don't do that guys like it's really dumb but i remember like i hadn't touched my phone or anything i saw ben had already called me before i even gotten home so, like it's a 15 minute drive <laughs> and i got a text hey call me back it's like like oh shit did i like did i did i forget something like yeah. did i forget my folder at the god i'm an idiot and he calls me back he's like hey man like we're actually really interested in you like working here like you want to like take the drug test and we'll like get you screen you can start like two weeks from now and i was like uh, s- seriously and like that was like that was like awesome to me where it's just like oh shit like i fit in somewhere that was really awkward for the police department we're like all right hey are you ready for your interview i'm like oh, oh hey sorry guys i found and What's really annoying is if I ever want to interview for the police department in the future, they look at where, like, hey, you were supposed to get your chief's interview, which is, like, the last yeah, step. Yeah, you, you skipped out on it. Yeah, and <laughs> this was right around the whole George Floyd incident as well. So I guarantee if I ever, like, consider going back there, they're going to hold that against me where it's like, so were you scared about everyone hating cops, which I don't. And, and yeah. like, I, I would be straight up forward with them about that. But at the same time, it's just like being here at Diesel Power Products, I've never worked at a job where they care about their employees and care about the customers so much than like like ever before. Like when I was at Kubota, um, still a great opportunity working there and everything. But I, I remember the owner, uh, he, was, he was crying about like um, – so because the shop wasn't on city sewer it was off of septic system one of the guys had flushed the toilet and caused a poop volcano Uh out of the toilet and of course (laughs) me being the intern guess who got to clean that up like as soon as i opened the door just this waft of i'd be like no i i I didn't go to school for that i don't know what i'm doing there 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 were so happened to be like a wedding venue going on because it was a big ass shop where like they offered you know like side hustle opportunities where it's like oh host your wedding venue here and so here i am pulling a hose from outside and my owner saw me doing it's like what the hell are you doing and you know trying to explain to him like i'm trying to clean up the bathroom and like he's thinking that i caused this but um we'd actually just gotten a new service vehicle um a nice mercedes van where like these guys in Seattle like totally specced this thing out like had tool chests and all that crap had a crane out the back and all that like it's like a service truck but in a van which mm-hmm. I was like this is new so um, the wedding venue had left some uh, beer for all of us so we were going to go celebrate after work like checking out the new van and everything the owner didn't realize I was there and he's he's talking to all the other guys. He's like, "Did you guys see the new guy dragging that outside hose across the new, you know, cuz it was a it was a new showroom. He's like dragging across the showroom floor." And I was like, "Oh, hey. Yeah, you realize that your toilet was exploding?" And like he he didn't say a word after that like cuz he didn't realize I was there. And I think that was kind of maybe something that sealed my fate of not working there or whatever. Hey. But it got to the point where like I noticed there's kind of a hierarchy there where everyone kind of just, you know, bent a knee to the owner where it's like if he cracked a joke, everyone just ha 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 ha. And it was like, okay, this is somewhere, you know, I probably wouldn't be super happy working at, but yeah. being here where it's like, I'm, I've never been excited to like come in every day. Cause literally every day is different here where it's like one of you guys that calls in where it's like, I'm having this problem. I'm like, Oh, 
hell yeah like we're we're gonna diagnose the shit out of this and like start because there's literally calls every day about something different on every single different truck platform we're like <laughs> i had a guy yesterday call in where he's like hey man like i'm really struggle busing on my 2014 ram and it's like all right well let's let's get into it what do you have done to it it is a completely stock truck i've gone through seven or i think it was like four or five transmissions in like three months and i was like and it's a stock truck He's like, yeah, I, I don't know what the issue is. And it's like, is the dealership replacing it? Or he's like, yeah, this is straight from the dealership. And I'm like, so they're just throwing you transmissions at this point. And come to find out, he's like, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm rolling on 37. So I'm like, ah, okay, there we go. There's your issue. What kind of gears do you have in here? Well, what came from factory? 373s, brother. And it's like he didn't realize yeah. that he was at a like extreme mechanical disadvantage. <laughs> like, it's just like yeah. So if the dealership can't diagnose that, that's why you're running into so many failures here. Um, this is where you kind of you know got to take charge. If they're willing to throw another transmission at it, if you want to save that, would highly recommend looking into like a different gear set of four thirties or four tens or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just like. Oh, I never thought to gear because I actually wanted to tune it and I, I didn't want it to void my warranty. It's like, <laughs> as soon as you throw a tuner on there, I don't care what dealership, like you, they're going to void that no yeah. matter what. But um, yeah, and then I've been here just, you know, a little over a year, tried looking into a house for a little bit and that got shot out of the water. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all the listeners know that me and Tyler went through house stuff and, and everything like that. I, uh, I don't I don't yeah. envy uh, people trying to buy a house in this market in anywhere in yeah. the country I've, right now. I've literally, and I, I'm i not saying, like, this is going to sound wrong, I've never felt so poor in my entire life. <laughs> well, I understand there's people who are, like, I've always been on. No, we got you. We know what you mean. Well, no, like, yeah, yeah, I've yeah. always had the mantra of there's always someone, like, ever since the military, like, there is someone out there that has it so much worse than you. Mm-hmm. Like, like, hike up your shorts and, like, get moving. Like, figure mm-hmm. out what the issue is and start addressing it. And it's, like, to the point where it's, like, dealing with the housing market right now, like, trying to find a house where it's, like, these crack houses around Spokane, and they want, like, $350,000 for it. I'm, like, that's not a smart return on investment there. That's, like, I'm stuck in a crap home forever, and it's yeah. it's just uphill battle for quite some time. But that that's not diesel talk, so yeah. we'll – I will say, when I did Mark's interview, I was so excited afterwards that I quite literally sprinted through the building once I walked out the front door, (laughs) or no, side door, because we were parked in the back, back to Cooper, who was working on his side-by-side, and I was like, it's him, we gotta get him, that's it, right now, here's this, he did this, he's like, cool, I was like, "All right." so what's next, he was like, well, call him and get in right now, I was like, (laughs) okay, like, perfect, I was fully waiting to be like, let's see if he calls us back. Yeah, <laughs> you know, kind of was like, no, 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 we need him now. I was like, cool. I literally called you, like, and now that you know the layout of the shop, like he was working at basically where Atlas is now. <laughs> and I, he, I was like walking back to the shop by Jared's office, calling you. I was like, hey man, like, let's go, let's yeah. do this. Hell yeah. So that being said, we are in a long episode right now. And I don't care, oopsie, because Mark's our homeboy. Okay, and uh, a couple of shameless plugs here. Uh, Mark is going to be on our videos as well. You're going to see a lot of Tech Tuesday videos coming out. Um, part of us having an actual like video crew here is the fact that we can like really start ramping up the videos that we kind of used to make in the past because we had more time, but things have changed now and just, we actually need more people because we don't have the time. Yeah. Um, so Guys, you, you give me a little bit of a break on those <laughs> videos too because I didn't realize how – because I've done public speaking before. Like I've talked in front of like colonels and generals like – 
people who mean something kind of thing and <laughs> getting in front of the camera trying to talk about Tony products Airbnb's. that yeah. I talk about like literally every day without, you know, a, a skip or a beat or anything like that. And it's like I'm sitting there behind the camera. And it's just like not tripping over my words, but it's like, oh, shit, what's I going to talk about? And it's it's just it's a whole different experience being like behind the camera and everything where you're addressing like who knows how many people about a product, and it's I'm working on it. It's yeah. all gonna get dude. better. It's where, all good. Like you telling it me comes like, with time, dude. What, it comes like with time. Ben's telling me like Sands is a one shot wonder where it's like I'm trying to roll with. I don't him. know how he does it. Yeah, he's got some every sort time. Of magic yeah. Guru yeah, he's good going he's on good. there. And I'm sitting some there just are... like trying to one shot it and ba 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 and yeah. oh, dang it! I'm not. I'm not the one shot. Yeah. Nope, not at I, all. I like usually my second or third shot's the best, and then we nail it into the ground. After like the fifth one, I'm like, I hate everybody in this room. Uh, But that being said, um, I do want to take a minute here and uh, keep it relatively short because we all know Mark can talk. (laughs) We've we've learned that about the big guy. Yeah, we're pushing. We're pushing two hours here. I know. Trouble here in a second. I know. We are about to get in trouble. Uh, But um, you guys have all under. You guys heard and understood that that Mark is a Marines veteran. He all that kind of good stuff. he, he has also had, I assume that you've had to deal with some stuff as well. Um, I want to give you the platform for two, five, you know, keep it, keep it short and sweet if you can. Um, any other guys out there listening, and this doesn't go out to just Marines or whatnot, but any other folks out there that are dealing with stuff, um, just yeah. talk to them. So um, through a lot of the issues that I was running into, like post-Marine Corps, um, I I was told by an older Marine uh, who served in World War II that the Marine Corps is amazing at making Marines. And I'm sure it's the case for the Navy, the Army, the Air Force, Coast Guard, and now Space Force. Space Force. Um, <laughs> that, you know, they're fantastic <laughs> at making, you know, you for your purpose. But when you get out, you literally get handed your papers and it's like, goodbye. And it's just like, how do I do this? Because for four years, like, you've been built to be something else besides a civilian so um definitely issues for every i don't want to say everyone but a grand majority of folks run into issues getting out um there there's you know there's suicide hotlines out there where there's there's people who genuinely care about getting you taken care of uh there's the va um i personally kind of stayed away from those just it's super dependent upon your areas there's some vas that are you know they they are really spot on and then there's others where it's like you, you know the reputation of it and if any of y'all are ever running into issues, just please talk to somebody. Like I, I talked to my friends where I like really got honest with them. Like I had trust for them and, you know, just literally belted everything that was going out there. And it got to the point where it's like, I remember when I initially had some issues going on, one of my lieutenants got in touch with me and it's like, you know, brass versus um, the enlisted side of things. Like it, there's a huge division in the military for that. And it got to the point where like one of my lieutenants reached out. He's like, you doing all right, dude. Like you, like, you're not the same. Like you're different. And initially just kind of shrugged it off, but he, he was a really stellar dude. And he's like, no, what do you have going on? And I literally just belted everything that was going on there. And he's like, all right, cool. And walked away. And I was like, you're like, you're not going to say anything. You're not going to give me any advice. And he's like, nope, I don't need to like you. You obviously need to get that off your chest. And I learned from there, like, if you guys have stuff going on and like it's haunting you, just talk to somebody. And I mean anybody that you trust, whether it's one of your brothers or sisters or whomever, someone that you, you know, you got love for, please just talk to them cuz dealing with, you know, my own brothers, you know, 
taking their own lives or which that's the biggest thing right now is you know veteran suicide there's more guys killing themselves than ever before where you know we're starting to outweigh casualties in you know iraq and afghanistan at this point um i i don't care who you are like your your life is so worth so much more of that and dealing on the hindsight of that where when you know they're gone it's just like you wish you had the opportunity to tell them all like dude like i have so much love for you and i hate that you just left yeah like it's it's huge that you guys reach out because you guys seriously do matter and like if you ever need to talk to someone all you have to do is reach out because it is so worth just having a 30 minute to hour conversation about what's going on and like you don't even have to give or take any advice at that point like it's just get it out of your system that was the biggest thing that i learned was just get it out there so for all you veterans out there that you know are struggle bussing just please talk to someone like i i it it is so huge to just be able to talk to someone about your issues so yeah that's my two cents that's great no that's fantastic and uh i appreciate you putting that out there for everybody yeah yeah and uh we uh, love I, our veterans. We, 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 I mean, like I said, I wish I, I would, I've talked to so many people that have, you know, uh, that I've met like camping and stuff like that. They're like military guys. And I'll tell them like, man, like I, I, I wish I, I, w- I wish I went in there to just, because I, I don't know. It, it's, it's hard to explain. Cause like, I, I wish I was there to have that like camaraderie that you guys have in, you know, in that. And even after the fact, cause I mean, for anybody i mean there's times where you're alone and you don't have anybody to talk to and that sort of thing and it's cool to have like a group of guys that you've you know experienced things with and can talk to you like that and that makes a world of difference just be able to get things off your chest that's that's the big thing i tell like guys who like you know i wish i would have served or whatever it's like you found a reason to be a better american somewhere else yeah like i tell people all the stinking time like one like you, you should really love the country you're from like be be super happy that you know gifts that you've been given oh, the rights yeah. that you've it's been the best country in the world oh yeah and it's just like you found a reason to serve your country elsewhere which is yeah. huge like the fact like people who give americans jobs like that is astronomically huge where you know a lot of people they just want to like oh it's just a job like you like you have the ability to go to work where yeah. it's like the other countries you might not have that opportunity absolutely man sidetracking no it's a good sidetrack that all being said, uh, Mark, this is not the last time you'll be on the podcast, yeah. so deal with it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, if you're listening this far, uh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. This is a long one. This is, might be our record record long one. Record. This is for sure. Where are we at Cooper, right now, Corey? Cooper one was pretty long, too. 135? I think probably okay. Cooper. We were probably at 115, 120, somewhere there, I want to yeah. say. Longest one. Um, Congratulations. If you've <laughs> ever wanted to have a grasp of what it's like to be part of the DPP family, just know that uh, we take our friendships very seriously here. Also, uh, Mark had crayons on his desk within a week. <laughs> I opened up my Panda Express, <laughs> and there's just crayons laying there, and I – I so I've he done ate them. Oh yeah, he I've put his on, chewed them up. I'm yeah. sure it's a, a stub. I loved it. I freaking loved oh, it. Oh no, well because so I so this is gonna be like the last story here. Um, so I when I was at school, I had some kid ask me. He's like some 17 year old going through running start, and he's like, "Do Marines actually eat crayons?" <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, like <laughs> of course we do." And there so happened to be a crayon just within arm's reach of me. And of course, I grabbed that and started chewing it, and, <laughs> and the kid was just like. 
oh my god you guys are crazy <laughs> <laughs> and he walked he walked away and the other guy i was going to school with he was also a marine he's like how'd that taste i'm just sitting there like <laughs> god that it was so waxy i did the same thing here i actually i think how many did i eat like of them or something? I don't know, but it was just, it's a, and we all kind of sat there and thought about it. I was like, I, I feel the vibe from this guy. It's like, real good. And I, we, I mean, at that point, there was only three of us on the sales floor. You're already gone. Yeah. And so it's like, to add another person, it's, it's like adding a whole other family member. And I mean, every time it is, but it's like, there's three of us adding a fourth person. That's big. And uh, yeah, it, it's been a pleasure having you here thus far. Yeah. And uh, no, you're always, a, you're always a fun guy to talk to. I yeah. Know, yeah. And if you call in and you want to talk to Mark, you can absolutely ask for him. He's always happy to talk to you. Um, he really is happy to talk to you. Like, annoyingly happy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> knock it off, That's Mark. the thing. Knock like, it off. Even in, like, the military, my <laughs> lieutenant said that I was, like, I was always having a positive mental attitude. And, like, that, I think that's the reason, like, a lot of guys in the platoon got so annoyed with me. Like, we're in, like, negative 22 or 100. It's like, the weather's great out here. Yeah. Oh, well, it's, like, either negative 22 in, like, Bridgeport, California, or, like, 130 degrees over in, like, Oman. And it's just like I'm getting a great tan. Well, it's just like I, it's just sweat those carbs like, out. Yeah. There's no point in like wasting time on being negative. It's just like just find a reason to be happy, and like that's what I've like striven for. And it's I think like, that's a great thing to end it on. All right, yeah. find a reason to be happy. Thank find you a so freaking much, reason to be happy and yeah, do you it, jerks. Yeah. That I'm being said, about, I'm not talking about you, listeners. I'm yeah. talking about the people that aren't happy. Or you, Tim. Yeah, Jim. So Tyler, check, Jim. so Tyler wants to tell the people that are unhappy, you're jerks. Hey, I don't think that's Straight a bad thing. Get happy, and you're not a jerk. I mean, yeah. It's that simple. All right, folks, <laughs> that's going to wrap this one up. We greatly appreciate thanks, everybody buddy. tuning in. Yeah, Mark, thanks. thanks for being out here. Pleasure. Uh, if you see Mark's happy face on any of our newsletters or anything, those are the tech videos. If you have any questions and you want to talk to Mark, you can call and talk to our sales line, ask for Mark, and he'll talk to you. That's it. That's all. That's my favorite snowboard movie. Fact check that. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys all next week. Bye-bye. Good night. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe and check us out at dieselpowerproducts.com.